Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, hey, it's Mike, and it's Old Religion Dystopia. Yes, Mike Hermit Adams. Mike the Hermit Adams. And guess what? I am going to watch the parade, the memorial parade, marching by. Maybe I'm hoping that you could hear the ruckus and the noise in the background. I'm just what I'm hoping. It's going to happen. In the meantime, I'll do some reading. Do a little bit of reading here. And uh, you can hear the people in the background, but there are people all over the street. I live close to downtown. And so they're going to be doing their marching and all that kind of stuff. And they're parading. And I was waiting here or do some reading. My son is just uh, probably about 200 yards away from me, <clears throat> just down the road. Let's see. How far away is he exactly? Let's see. Yeah, as crows fly, I would say. Lots of people everywhere. Everyone's standing around. Lonely guy that I am. Um, I have nothing to do with any of them. So... Not that I feel that I'm any better than anybody else, but I got a feeling it's the opposite way around. It's amazing once you uh, become disabled how people don't want anything to do with you. Except for family, and I don't usually, although I have an unusual family. Buckeye Bigfoot said other uncanny animals. Uncanny animals fall into three categories. True ghost animals, the ghostly dog of Spat House, anomalous animals, the Loveland frog, and tulips. The Bigfoot of Green County, or in Green County. Anomalous animals are not merely pink elephants seen by drunkards. They can be as uh, concrete as three-foot crocodiles captured in Huffman Pond and near Zania in July 6, 1935. They can be as uh, nebulous as a Bigfoot seed walking through 
a barbed wire fence at Point Isabel near Clement County in the 1960s. And people are gathering around. It's getting that way. I figure I'd just let somebody take my spot. I'll sit on the porch. I'm going to get right next to the car or the street so the children can get uh, candy and all that. I figure, well, since my son's not with me, I'll just sit back here on the porch. Right, where are we here now? They can be as inexplicable as the kangaroos sightings sighted in Monroe. And 1968, or more recently, a monst- the monstrous South Bay Bessie, who scared water skiers out of the water at Port Clinton early in the fall of 1999, or 1990, excuse me. They uh, are seen in broad daylight by reputable observers, yet clearly they don't belong here. Lots of uh, pretty young mothers and their children and fathers still got hair on their head, although some are half a bald. And you got the the fat folks. And etc. Let's see, we got all sorts of people across the street. Just sitting there across, like, hey, this is my spot. <laughs> all right, where was I at this? Sorry for any of the crackling that might be in there. I'm uh, away from the computer, so I'm probably reaching the maximum distance that I can really can do this. Escape from the circus is one popular official explanation. Uh, I wonder if these creatures are tupas, tupas, I said tulips earlier, uh, tulpas, a Tibetan word for physical, the materialization of thought. Some people believe that the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot are tulpas, T-U-L-P-A-S, okay? Uh, They can be seen and sometimes photographed. They leave tracks and droppings, but when cornered, they melt away, perhaps into another dimension. Could Ohio be a gateway to a ghostly wildlife preserve? Maybe somewhere there is a hatch that the keeper opens so that animals may go and feed. Warren County's Waynesville area is unique is and an, with its antique shop would seem like an unlikely place for a monster. Yet, in the 1880s, something straight out of a prehistoric 
our prehistory period at Crosswick, a small village about a mile north of Waynesville. As young Ed and Joe Lynch, ages 11 and 13, were fishing in the creek near Crosswick, they were attacked by a huge snake-like creature. Dropping their poles, two boys fled, only to have the thing rear up on a pair of legs that seemed to grow suddenly from its lower body. It grabbed Ed with a pair of arms that were extruded from the body, and Joe screamed for help. Reverend Jacob Horn and John Pendleton and Alan Jordan were working in a nearby and heard the boys scream. They saw the reptilian monster with Ed in its clutches, heading for a huge sycamore tree with a hole in, in, in its trunk. They charged the creature. It dropped Ed and crawled inside the tree. Ed described it as being almost Ed described as being almost dead of fright was taken home and Dr. L. C. Luckins from Waynesville was called to treat him. Crosswick Monster was described as a reptilian thirty to forty feet long and about 16 inches in diameter, with scale legs and a body, and the head about the same thickness as the body, was split by the large mouth, deep red, within from which protruded fangs and a forked tongue. Some, all, all, from all accounts, the creature propelled itself with his tail, leaning far forward with the long tail thrusted out behind as a counterweight to the body. It was certainly bipedal. That afternoon, a crowd of 60 men armed with clubs, axes, guns, and dogs surrounded the tree and began cutting it open. The hideous thing inside slithered out, reared up on its hind legs, and fled at at a speed said to be comparable to a galloping horse. Most of the sixty men fled too, but a few brave souls followed the creature until it disappeared into a hole near a little near a little Miami. Excuse me. No one was quite courageous enough to follow him into its lair, so they blew up the entrance, sealing the monster inside. But when they cleared away the rocks and dirt, the monster was gone. Perhaps the creature escaped from another hole into the little Miami, for it was later sighted in Shaker's Swamp, three miles west of Lebanon, and also by some young lovers parked at Caesar's Creek. Perhaps this walking nightmare still stalks the wetlands around the area. The Loveland Frog. At the Crosswick 
If the Crosswick monster seems too bizarre, consider the case of the Loveland Frog. On February 3rd, 1972, Patrolman Ray Shockey of Loveland Police Department was on routine patrol with by the excuse me by the Little Miami River about 1:15 a.m. when he saw something odd in his headlights. It was a three to five foot leathery skinned creature with a lizard or frog face resembling a miniature creature from the Black Lagoon. The thing stared at Shockey for a few seconds, then leaped over the guardrail and disappeared into the little Miami. Patrolman Shockey duly filed a report about the strange creature. One wonders what his fellow officers thought. But on February 10th, Patrolman Mark Matthews saw the same animal on the same road. It started to hop towards him, reacting instinctively, as no doubt any of us would do when menaced by a giant frog. The officer pulled his gun and fired four shots at the beast. The thing leaped leaped convulsively and fell into the river. There have been reports of a large frog living in the river dating from the 1950s and into the 1985, two boys said they saw a German shepherd-sized frog by the river. The creature sounds like an iguana, which, while never growing much more than a few inches long in North America, can grow as long, large as six and a half feet in Central and South America. Whether that species could survive in Ohio winter is another question. It has also been suggested that the creature was a Nile monitor lizard, which lives near the water and can climb trees. A teenager shot and killed a six-foot Nile monitor in a pond in Finley, Ohio, in February of 1984. Meeting the Devil Three stood at the top of a hill somewhere near Route 65 in Wayne County, its hulking profile like a crouched animal, crouching animal ready to pounce. One of its branches hung so low over the entire road that the men who passed that way on horseback and wagon had to bend double and swing off the road to avoid it. Another rather, anything rather than touch that tree. It wasn't just the hard-drinking drovers who were afraid of the tree. Even in the sober had seen the headless horse wading under the branches. The ghost horse was huge, 18 hands high, with a raised cavity, gaping where its head should have been. 
One winter's night, when the tree's ice-laden branches hang low, a nervous rider had urged on his horse as its hoofs uh, clattered and splitted, fiddled, I guess it is, no, it slipped, clattered and slipped on the icy road. Running full speed, it had collided with the branch, and then the rider awoke. He found himself staring into a frozen, in the frozen eyes of the horse's head. Mickey Walsh, son of Big Mick, Mike Walsh, Rogue's Hollow saloonkeeper, was driving his mule team through the hollow. Late one night, <clears throat> he was a big man like his father and not afraid of the devil. On most trips, the mules would not would trot right up the hill and down the other side. But this night, a raw, moonless autumn night, they spooked and danced in their harnesses. As they came to the, the oak tree... They stopped and stood shivering. Mickey yanked at the reins. Get it. Get up. He yelled. Get up. He was hungry and tired, and he wanted to get home. He looked out. He took out a whip and cracked it above their heads. The mules quivered, but did not move. Then he looked up into the tree and saw what looked like the devil himself sitting on the overhanging branch. Guess, quote, guess I just sat there and did not move for quite a while, quite a spell, quote, he said. Well, I was sort of numb, just like the mules. Don't know how long I was sitting there. The mules didn't move, and I didn't move. You think I'm fooling? It was the devil himself. His eyes were gleaming like balls of fire. When I woke from a trance, the mules were standing still as before in the quote. There was no way in hell Walsh was going to try driving his team under the branch, even if they were willing. So he turned them around and headed back down the hill and went home by the Clinton Road. Several weeks later, he was on, was in Clinton telling some friends about meeting the devil. They listened with interest, and after a few more drinks, said they'd like to meet him, too. So Mickey drove them over the same road and up the same hill to the tree. They saw the, the headless horse under the oak. When we got closer... We saw the devil with those bright red eyes mounted on the headless horse. Our team stopped short. Quote, then in an instant, the headless horse was gone in the cloud of dust. We just stood there as the hoofed beast sort of faded away. I was glad that my buddies were with me and saw the same thing as I did. It kept me from thinking that I had been seeing things. 
The devil was there that night riding the headless horse, end of quote. The tree is gone now, blown down in a hellish storm that howled out from nowhere. They they say nobody would touch it to drag it off the road, but the next day the tree was gone, but the stories of the headless horse remained. He has found another tree with an overhanging branch to haunt, waiting for it to knock the head off a rider so he can have some company. The ghostly dog of Spat House. At Moscow, I guess that's near the, a sleepy little town on Ohio River, Claremont County historian Rick Crawford pointed out that the cobblestones of the old steamboat landing to uh, Rosai Mackey, uh, Joan Chapman, and I, gamblers and high rollers, marquis and kings, had landed here to visit Spat House or Spate House. It was a sunny day, and the house stood in the shadows of its many trees. The bricks around the broad up front, boarded up front door was crumbling. The front steps were covered in ivy, with ivy. The butterscotch cat prowled around, friends again, a butterscotch cat prowled through the overgrown bushes in the yard. Rick showed us a row of houses overlooking the river built by riverboat captains and told us the story of a house that had been a stop in the Underground Railroad. I recalled what I knew about the history of Spade House from an article Rick had written. The two-story brick mansion was built between 1796 and 98. Hi. I see you working on your garden all the time out here. You've done a good job. Well, thank you very much. That's productive time, too. Thanks. Yeah, was, I, I live right over here. I drive by here. All you're time. the uh, you're the one that has a nice garden across the street from Larry, and uh, you're the one that has a nice garden across the street from Larry. Larry. Larry and uh, and Lila. No, I live on uh, Central Park. Oh, you're two two streets down. Okay. Okay. I got a couple of huge rhododendron bushes in my front yard now. They're blooming. They're just beautiful. I bet you they are. Oh, yeah. They only bloom a couple of weeks a year, but when they do, they're wonderful. Ah. I walk up there and take a look. I mean, they're, they're worth it. Yeah. Well, I used to be, uh, that's what, it was one of my careers outside of being on the railroad. I uh, was the head horticulturalist at Stone Oak Country Club, and I used to design nature trails and design uh, gardens and that kind of stuff. So, But the landlord here, he won't let... He won't let me do any more than this. So, 
Jim Irons. Yeah. This building? Yeah. No, no Rick. The young the young gal just moved in here next door. And uh got a guy who's a doctor upstairs named Dan and another guy named Mike. My name is Michael. And they got another Mike upstairs who works for the Air Force and uh so this is a four-unit. Yeah. Well, I just I, I go by, I drive by here, and I see you. water and her digging her. The University of Kentucky. Did you go to Kentucky? What? That University of Kentucky I'm seeing? No, I went down to uh, Kentucky to watch my granddaughter graduate a couple weeks ago. Ah. And, uh, got yourself a hat. From got a hat, and I went up to Indiana to see my grandson. I had to buy another hat up there, see, so I got <laughs> <laughs> We're We're in Indiana, is that? Well, here it comes. Well, folks, here comes the parade. So... We'll just pay attention to it all. Um, of course, the parade starts off with none other than flashing lights of a police car. Symbolic of the fascist state of the Union, the state of uh, our affairs. Now, here we come to the old vets. Now, my father, he fought in the Korean War, and I can tell you... Now, those POW signs. Yes, enough clapping for the flag, per se, but just the fact that uh, someone should do something. Okay, here we have uh, a guy. we got a, a machine gun mounted on a uh, Jeep. A flag is flying. Kids in the back. Very symbolic. Now we got uh, the cap, uh, Capitals, Dave White, Dev Light Chevrolet, and he's got his car, and, and of course he's got a sign on a fancy car. I don't know if that's a Camaro or what. And the smell of death is in the air. Oof. Uh, senior uh, Center uh, vehicle. Man, it stinks. What's that smell from? It smells like death here. There must be some old cars or something. Maybe it's uh, somebody's got a, a dead body in there. Got an old classic Thunderbird. Of course, got to have that kind of thing. And, and uh, uh, antique white. Yes. We got the family. You know, we got the guys marching with their uh, uniforms. Looks like more of the police. It seems to me Memorial Day is more about celebrating the, the our police state than it is anything else. Showing off their brand new cars and their lights. Lights are flashing. Sylvania Township now. And they all got brand new cars. Here's some dudes in an old. World War II Jeep, all dressed up as such. They got their uh, guns there and everything. And they got my neighbor Larry going there. Hey. And uh, they got the old-fashioned, uh, uh, one of those big old army trucks. 
with a trailer and a mounted machine gun on top, and the kids started celebrating death and war. Got an old man in a three-wheeled motorcycle, two wheels in the back, dressed up on an old-fashioned hat. You know, got the top hat there, and looking looking like something like straight out of uh, I don't know. And there we go. So a few marching band with the flag girls and people wearing their well, everyone dressed in orange and brown. Yes. Driving in a uh, uh, one, uh, was it an FX4 pickup truck and some kind of trailer, Paramount, Better Health Plan, Classic Cafe, blah blah blah. Looks like that's some sponsors, maybe just racing or something like that. Oh no, it's just part of the Southview band, this trailer. Dave White again. Then they got the sociopath who made the mayor of Sylvania and his wife and uh fancy Camaro. And then we got some more big wigs with their uh politicians. Gotta have your politicians. Got more politicians all in Dave White Chevrolet cars and fancy Camaros it looks like. And and uh Corvette, so maybe that's what it's Red one, blue one, gray one. Then we got some guy with a three-wheel motorcycle. This one is the two wheels in the front with the American flag and a helmet that's American flag. Yes, indeed. I got Sylvania Rotary Club. We got a girl that's running around, just one march, giving a handing out little flags to people. Oh, and we got a a, a little pony and a, and a pulling a what are what do they call those things? Not a wagon, but the other thing, a buggy. And then it is moving around, going in circles. Another fancy Corvette. Uh, looks like we got a, something that looks like a Mazda sports car. Yellow. I think that's what it is. If it's not a Mazda, I don't know. I'm not close enough to see the whatever the hell it is. This fancy little car. 
Ah, we got the Boy Scouts. All right. Yes, indeed. Future killers for the Jesuits for Roman Empire. People with their walking sticks. Now we got uh, little kids handing out some candy. Yes, indeed. Lots of people, lots of people. Most overweight, like myself. Yes, indeed. There's my neighbor Larry walking by. Now we got people walking with them. It must not be a very big parade. I don't know. We got some other booth, but uh, I have no idea. Is that Cardinal Spritz or something? What kind of Swiss school is this? Yes, indeed. Oh, the baton girl lost her baton, but she got back in line. Oh, these are little kids. I don't know what this is. This must be McCord. Yes, indeed, celebrating the great, quote-unquote, nation and the corporation of the United States. Not the United States of America, per se, but the United States. There's the old man with his big fat belly picking up the candy on the street. And they got folks walking their, uh, let's say, lab golden retrievers. Must be uh, walking dogs. Companion uh, dogs, that kind of thing. Lots of dogs. Lots of dogs. Well, got to have something. Pray. Now it looks like we got the uh, Cub Scouts. Yes. Along with some more of the Boy Scouts. And we got moms. Mom just got hit and nailed in the back of the leg. <laughs> He's carrying her, holding her child. Uh, hit in the back of the leg by a wagon. That's, there you go. Lots and lots of Boy Scouts. More and more Boy Scouts. Yes. And everyone with their walking staffs. That guy, he's got his walking staff with a gold, uh, blue gold on it. Must represent uh, the witchery that goes along this part of the woods. You know, it's nice of that one guy walking up and giving me a compliment by my garden. Yes, like something I'm able to do. 49 years old, instead of driving a, a Harley Davidson, I'm forced to be a gardener. Oh, well, it is what it is. Where's oh, my mind? Yes, All right. We got all sorts of people walking here and there and everywhere. Looks like we got some more Corvettes. <laughs> Convertibles. That one has a big old lab in it. Throwing out candy. All right, so just like the, 
and the troops did in the wars and past. They throw out the candy while they kill their parents. All right, we got a uh, car full of American flags and red, white, and blue ribbons. All right, here we come. Sounds like ooh, it's a big old stingray and all the old classic cars. Of course, you know that's the big thing. Is everyone having an old classic muscle car or something from the uh, you know the past? I don't know what half these cars' names are. This is the old car with the. They, whatever in the back. There's a nice old man, overweight man, father walking his ch- child in a pram. And now someone else walking a little baby in the pram. We got people dressed in green for some reason. Who do we got here now? Donated life file. Uh huh. Be an organ, eye, or tissue donor. And then it's got all these people and faces on it. Well, we know about the organ, illegal underground organ trade, and how most people are dying for just that. Yes. Oh, and then we got a guy pulling a trailer with uh, Remember, Honor, Teach, Never Forget, of uh, uh, it looks like styrofoam. Tombstones, wreaths across America. Well, people feel like they need to belong to something and be part of something important. All right, look at this one, man. A very old classic. Gosh, this must be a 1950s uh, bus, camper. Oh, my gosh, it's a beautiful thing. There's a guy with a tractor and a Jaguar Pride, St. Joseph Middle School. There comes the Catholics, more Catholics. You say most of these people probably in the parade are Catholic. More, another convertible car. All right, beautiful stuff. My goodness, so beautiful. Now are more really fancy-looking cars, convertible. Look at that old classic convertible with the uh, with the winged angel in the front. My God, what a gaudy thing that thing is! Black and an orange with the white rim tires. I wish he pulled the car so I could tell you what they actually are, but uh, if I did, my reception would be lost. Another close uh, classic, like 1960s car. Is that a Mercury or something like this? Maybe. Hmm. People walking along. People walking on the side of the wall. The walks. Pretty people. Pretty young. Pretty middle-aged women. Uh, peculiar people, I'd say. Some. Here we go, Northview, marching band, da 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 da, doing their little baton thing, and but there's the flag girl.
I was an orchestra cover band. I was never a band leader. Yeah, wow, look at that. Oh, wow. All in uh, yellow and black. Wildcats uh, marching to their futures. Some of them will die in needless wars. Now it's the Sylvania Township Fire Department. They're flashing red lights in the big fire truck. Honor, courage, and dedication of the American flag on it. And once again, thank goodness we got the Sylvania Police Department in the parade and showing off their fancy new cars. Ah, what else have we got going on here? Maybe it's just not going to be as good as the other one. Last one last year, even they had a guy with a camels and horses, of course. You couldn't touch them. They got yelled at. My son got yelled at for wanting to, to, to pet them. There, there's a black lab that's trying to get some candy off the streets. And we got people walking across the uh, the yard. We got a, a scooter almost just wiped out. Oh my goodness. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Look at all this fabulous people. Uh, by the way, not a single black person yet. Which gives you an idea of the community that I live in. Uh-huh. There we go. Is this the end of it? I don't know. Yeah, we so got people walking, staring at the garden. That's nice. It hasn't started blooming yet. But lots of foliage. Well, what else we got? We've got a big old black lab walking down the sidewalk. There were guys in their uh, baseball caps and hunting. Is this the end of it? Are they all going to the memorial field for the service and the 21-gun salute? I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. Another no lady riding her bike. Lots of people just traveling, uh, heading towards the memorial field, I guess, for the ceremony. And we remember the dead. Well, my father, dad, my father, he died a few years ago, three years ago now. And I can tell you one thing: my family suffered deeply and terribly because he was in the Korean War and what it did to him. Psychologically and emotionally and spiritually, yes. No salutes coming from me. And again, another police car from the Sylvania, city of Sylvania, and they're getting just all the money you could ever imagine for a country that's flat broke. They all getting brand new 
cars. It's amazing. Amazing, amazing stuff. And it looks to me like it's just about over. Everyone's going this way and that way, doing their thing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Wow. Well, we did learn something. So far, uh, what have we learned so far? It's supposed to be a ghostly dog at the Spate House. Lovela and Frog meet the devil. And the Crosswick monster, giant anaconda type, like something creature. Here we go with the big old military truck, this machine gun on top of the trailer, waiting for the guys to jump up and start hauling us all away to FEMA camps. All right. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Sorry to be so cynical, but it is cynical. The whole thing is cynical. If you remember all these guys who died, those paid mercenaries for of the, the elite oligarchy. Very few people benefited very much from the wars at all. No. It seems to me that Memorial Day is simply a remembrance of killing and dying for monetary gain and for the, the ruling elite for the Roman Empire to gain more territory for themselves. Yes, indeed. Oh, my, my, my. Yep. All the guys look miserable, married, hands in their pockets, just kicking, whatever. The old man wants me to see his beautiful rhododendrons. That's right. Wow. Don't know what to think. Don't know if it's important to think at all. Well, just a line of cars at this point, people. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to miss much. Let's see. Oh, my leg's a little wobbly. About some motorcycles and stuff, people with flags, just plain old people. I don't know if they're part of the parade or not. I have no idea. My goodness, even my neighbor fired up five different flags. Guys with their women on Harley cars, cars, and evening west. Must be going towards um, the memorial, memorial field that is, where they have their tank and their cannon, their 
just down the road. Yes, yes. Well, what best to say? Ooh, except that my my legs are just about ready to give out from sitting on that chair, falling asleep, and then being wobbly to begin with. Thank goodness I still can walk, and I'm not wheelchair bound. That's a it's a that's a blessing. Another thing is, you know, if you get a designer disease, it's not such a bluffing. Well, what did you think, birds? Huh? Was it cool? Ow. Gosh darn it. I keep on stepping on my son's Legos. Ah. Yes, Memorial Day. What should we do to continue the Memorial Day? Maybe we should read more about the strange, high strangeness of Ohio. Yes, Toledo, Ohio, the suburb, I'm a suburb, I live in the suburb of Toledo, Ohio, is the true home of the first church of Satan. No, Anton LaVey did not start it. It was here. Look it up. So we were talking about the ghostly dog of Spate House. Okay, uh, two-story brick mansions. Uh, the two. Oh, no, no, let's just start a little bit. Let's just start over, shall we? At Moscow, a sleepy little town on the Ohio River, Claremont County historian Rick Crawford pointed out the cobblestone of the old steamboat landing at Rose Mackey, landing to Rose Mackey, John Chapman and I, gamblers and high rulers and marquis and kings had landed here to visit Spate House. It was a sunny day. The house stood in the shadow of its many trees. The brick around... I think I'm going to get myself a little more comfortable here. Okay, uh, it was a sunny day. The house stood in the shadows of its many trees. The brook around uh, the boarded-up front door was crumbling. The front steps were covered in uh, with ivy. A butterscotch cat prowled through the overgrown bushes in the yard. Rick showed us a row of houses overlooking the river built by the river by riverboat captains and told us the story of a house that had been a stop on the underground railroad. I recalled what I knew about the history of Spade House from an article Rick had written. The two-story brick mansion was built between 
restarts and resets this stuff. At Halloween in 1978, Rick Crawford, his friends Lynn Maloney and Mike McMullen and two others decided to brave the ghosts of Spat House overnight. There was no one living in the house at the time. They told no one they what they were doing. We had to we had the attitude, boy, this would will be fun. Rick recalled it was your typical old house. There were cracks in the wall and every time the wind would blow there would be a woo sound. Uh, that was not typical uh, where a strange old, a strange cold spot what was not typical were, were the strange cold spots that followed them around the house the cold spots were rather bizarre you'd be walking along and the temperature would be normal and all of a sudden it would be cold enough that you'd want to put on sweater put on a sweater so you moved so you'd move to another spot a minute or so later it would be cold again it was the last thing we expected we expected to hear sounds upstairs or in the central hallway where most of the manifestations have occurred but nothing on the first floor rick said his, he's known a couple dozen people who say they've heard the dog. He emphasized these are not cranks. People who don't know each other have told me stories that match up. Before I, write, I wrote my article, there were no written accounts of the Spat House hauntings, so the stories were not cribbed from anywhere else. One woman alone in, in the house suddenly heard the barking of a dog upstairs. She heard the barking move down the stairs through the front parlor where she sat and out of the front door. Then it died away at the bank of the Ohio River. As we will, As we were driving back to Zania, Rosie asked me, what was the story of Spate House? We'd been so busy I had never mentioned the details of the ghost story. I told her about the gambler's murder and the woman hearing the dog barking in the empty house. Then Rosie said, like that little red dog sniffing around, the retaining wall as we drove away what dog there wasn't any dog there i said oh come on it was right there by the wall she said it looked like a very close cropped red-haired poodle i remember thinking that i'd never seen a poodle of that color before and I hadn't mentioned the color of the dog at all. 
Stumpy Man-Faced Dog. In the early 1800s, something strange haunted the Allen Glen area of Norwich, Muskegon County. Quote, coming home from church on Sunday evening with her brothers and neighbors' children, my grandmother felt something tugging at her dress. Her brother, John, often teased her in this way, and she cried out, John, let me alone, and was surprised when John answered her from several yards ahead of her. Peering intently, she saw a dog, or what looked like a dog, move ahead and pass the others and disappear. Comparing notes, they agreed it looked like a dog except it had a man's head. The creature also frightened the cows at Aunt Allen's um, farm. Quote, alone in the house and busied with some tasks, Aunt Allen's hired girl helped, happened to look out and saw the cows coming from the pasture to the barn and milking shed. Now, cows coming into the barn in mid-afternoon is an unusual occurrence, so so unusual that the girl went out to see what ailed the critters. Driving the cows was a large dog, a dog with a man's head. Naturally, one presumes the girl did not linger along to make observations, but she got a good look at it and also recalled that it looked at her with 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 fixed gaze before they their paths diverged. On the other on another occasion uh, a doctor driving in from visiting patients and dozing in his buggy suddenly became aware that he was not alone. Seated beside him was a large dog, a dog with the head of a man gazing at him fixed. The dog leaped from the buggy seat and disappeared in the night. He heard a loud thump as it landed in the field. In the field. All right, and there we go. So we learned about a man-faced dog, uh, the ghostly dog of Spade House, uh, the devil and the headless horse, and Loveland Frog, and the Crosswick Monster. Yes, Ohio is a very strange place. And Toledo is one of the more well-known, one of the things is well-known for, besides John Denver writing a song about spending a week one day in Toledo, is uh, the fact that um, it's one of the, still one of the most segregated cities in America. Oh, yeah, in the north. I thought that we were all so progressive here, huh? Guess not. Happy Memorial Day. I hope you remember all the young men and women who died for 
no good reason. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.